You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. A young fashion designer seems fine on the surface, but secretly struggles with debilitating self-doubt. Ah, the life of a creative. Of an artist, I, I know it well. Self-deprecation, fear of failure, all that all that bad juju that just, just floats and swirls around in creative types' heads. I don't know what you're talking about. My work is brilliant and joyous and nothing is wrong with it ever. Oh, oh well, I, I envy this, this confidence you have, Mindy. That's amazing. Well, let me tell you, soon these buried feelings in Hannah begin to make her physically sick and sprout into a ferocious growth on her body, the appendage, if you will. And because she's an artist, she doesn't have good insurance. Uh, or none at all. L- like any true artist, as soon as there's a medical concern, she's like, put a Band-Aid on it. Yep. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to call the hospital. <laughs> uh, the appendage grows more powerful and begins to fuel her anxieties, her perceived lack of talent at work, her deteriorating relationships with her boyfriend and her best friend, and the the exacerbation of the lack of love from her parents and, and their understanding. Body horror, trauma allegory, Old school Cronenbergian puppetry. This is the appendage, and I am TC Dewitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by my right hand man, Lewayne. Hey, how's it going? And the brains of this operation, Mindy. Of course, the most important organ in the body. <laughs> well, appendage. I do not know why I signed up for this. I, have <laughs> not, I don't have any recollection for what made me sign up for this. Maybe I saw Lewayne that you had signed up for. It? I don't because it's a yeah. I, I'm not really clear how I did, but I think I was the instigator. <laughs> as soon as this thing got started, I would say it took 14 minutes to get to what would essentially be the point of the movie. Yes. And as soon as that moment happened, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> See, I. <laughs> but I'm curious where you two landed on this because, as I said, this is trauma allegory, and there's some weird shit in here. So. Uh, Mindy, what what drew you to this? Honestly, I initially signed up for it, and then I took myself off of it, but Brad saw it, and so he put me back. Um, (laughs) But watching it, I was actually pleasantly surprised because, I mean, we're all performing artists in one way or another, and so the fact Mm -hmm. that this is about being an artist and the insecurities about creative people. And one thing I always say, well, I started saying is that the arts are the haven for the broken. Yeah. Because think of any creative and think about all the trauma that they have that led them to need a creative outlet in order to deal with it. So it's like, this is something that we all get and we all understand the need for perfectionism, the crippling self-doubt, the attempt to make something matter in this world that we have no control over 
And I appreciated that Appendage wasn't just a typical horror movie of here is a monster. Rah! Right, right, right. So that I appreciated. Now, whether that monster part was good enough for the allegory and the theme that was created, eh, I'm not exactly sure that. I mean, I appreciated the premise, but I'm not sure about the execution. As far as Halloween watches go, this is a great October viewing. Yeah. It's weird and, and has some good uh, jumps. It's not a scary movie by any means. Uh, it's more no. more the discussion that could be had in this. Yes. But yeah, Mindy, does this land uh, squarely in place uh, as far as like trying to balance what it's trying to say and, and how it's trying to say it? I don't think so. Uh, in <laughs> fact, I, I would have much preferred if this went closer to, say, like Megan in terms of its... <laughs> If, if it's ludicrousy, uh, it's uh, it's manic weirdness because there's hints of that. There's a great Chucky boo bitch moment that I'm like, yes, <laughs> let this be the whole film. And there's not nearly enough of that ridiculousness to, to win me over for the overallness of this movie. This is another Hulu. Oh, it's another one that's on Hulu. And I've mm-hmm. reviewed some other ones in various Halloween times. They would go through these phases where they would try and have like their spooky whatever and this initially reminded me of i thought it was going to go like this other one they did called good dog Mm. where the element that is introduced into the story is just going to go around killing all the people that she doesn't like because (laughs) they set up a whole bunch of people that she doesn't like and i was waiting for that to happen and so i guess a point on for just not going anywhere near where i thought it was gonna go because i figured it was just going to be well, I mean, some of this element has been done before. There was an X-Files episode called Humbug that featured an element like this, and it was the same thing. It was a vengeance-driven thing. Mm-hmm. This has a very different idea for what it is that the the element wants to do, which I was <laughs> kind of surprised by. Well, that's part of the, the execution doesn't quite land. It's not too much of a spoiler to say the appendage is a manifestation of her self-hatred and self-doubt. And you have this appendage that is this growing manifestation of self-hatred. And it starts, one, becoming sexier, two, becoming more self-confident, and three, killing other people. And it's like, wait, what? (laughs) How is this, one, a bad thing, your replacement, because your replacement seems to know what's up, and two... The bad special effect of it trying to kill other people doesn't really match the whole this is a personal self-doubt and self-sabotage and self-etc. Right. Like, if this wanted to go more Cronenberg and more cerebral and and really not make this a joke, not make this a fun thriller to really lean into what this monster is, put it like imagine the A24 label on this idea it would be much, much, much more unsettling. Yes. And I would feel both heard and attacked by this movie's premise in that regard, which would be a good thing. I'm suggesting that there there was a lot of potential here, and I wish they had decided to go one way or the other. And that wishy-washiness, it muddles the message. Because by the Definitely. time the third act hits, it just becomes a thriller, a, a slasher movie, I guess. Kind of. Well, yeah. it also kind of becomes a weird body snatcher movie, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not fully and you can see where the the metaphor is supposed to go 
right. in some sense. Once you get past the, oh, this isn't going to be like a separate creature that does her whatever. Like there's even the therapy meeting. Right. Like, I mean, that's that's almost on the nose. Like, hey, we are also people who have this problem. And then that goes in a very different direction. And I don't know. It was creative. I didn't expect most of what was going on, but I'm not sure everything worked narratively. No, but but let's talk about what what did work. I thought Hadley Robinson, who plays Hannah in this Mm -hmm. uh, out the gate, I wasn't quite sure. I thought, okay, well, she's she's performing perfectly adequately i guess but as the movie goes along and we get to see her stretch her range i thought as far as leading this cast she made a good scream queen i suppose is the best title to give her Uh, mindy what do you think i think that she did well with what she was given i think because the script got muddy it was hard to know how she was supposed to react to certain things but I think she did well enough with what she was given. Same with the other characters, like her best friend and her boyfriend. The three of them, I think, acted very well considering what they were given. But everybody yeah, else kind of came across as more of a stereotype. You have the toxic mom who's just completely oh awful. Yeah. You have Worst the mom ever. You have the stereotypical designer who's just like nothing uh, is yes. good enough for me. Outside of the core three, it's like, oh geez, everybody else is a stereotype. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well actually I'll admit the person who impressed me the most in this was Claudia, played by Emily Hampshire. I did not recognize her. She came on the screen. I was like, I know this. Who is this? Who is this actress? And I could not put my finger on it. So I, I always try to, like, dig into the recesses of my mind to just solve it myself. But finally I had to look it up. And it's Stevie from Shit's Creek. And this character is so not Stevie that I was like, <laughs> wow, Emily Hampshire is a really good actress. What a chameleon. I did not recognize her at all. So there's there's a compliment to her the movie right there <laughs> the, here here it is right there that silence that right. moment of silence of like what more can we say right about this movie and i think that's the most telling thing other than talking about the bad special effects uh oh. it's like <laughs> i appreciate them using puppetry and using something yes. real but like that puppet that's supposed to be this awful manifestation of self the fact that they tried to make its mouth move it just like it very clearly is like this is a fucking puppet yes i have seen better puppets on in terrible b movies this puppet is just laughable and so trying to take its threat seriously is laughable on top of this (laughs) cheesy dialogue it's given and then at one point like her evil self is kissing her real self and i'm not a person that like tends to look at effects very often but even i was like wow that's bad cgi (laughs) and it's like yes it's a made for tv movie essentially but still well that's why i wanted it to go down the megan route right of just just have fun with this you have that puppet saying those lines let's have some fun here yes and the movie didn't want to have fun it wanted to take this very seriously it wanted to send a message (laughs) yeah that's that's what it felt like but the further along it got i'm like oh you're you're trying to you're trying to show me something. I see. This is meant to say a thing. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I I would have rather just the puppet just go wild. Yes. Something like Hen and Lauder and his basket case movies. 
Ah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Basket case. There's three of those, right? Something like that. Yeah. From like yeah, the eighties. Yeah. Whatever the, the it's alive and, and those Sure, of, sure, sure. Just the, make it a B movie. Just yeah, go just, ham. Just go this ham. Weird creature in a basket, that kind of like just go go wild. You may as well. I, I think that's that maybe that's where the disconnect comes from. They were trying to say something, which that's fine, but they were either hampered by or using B movie mechanics to do it. And I think you could do that. I just don't think maybe they needed to. It feels like it needed to swing one way or the other. Either we don't really see the puppet, maybe she just hears things or gets a little vision of stuff, mm-hmm. or it goes wild and there's just like killer puppets. Which whichever way. The ghoulies just run and scampering around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh yeah, I I I appreciate what this movie attempted. And I don't think this failed on all merits. I just feel like you can see the shortcomings really obviously in this, and and that's a shame because a message like this is worth pursuing. We exist in a world where creative people are opening up a bit more about trauma and depression, and since the pandemic, people have been more open about their emotions and their feelings and, and at least being willing to share that with those closest to them. And so there, there's a good message being attempted here. It just... It just missed. It just missed its mark in, in trying to do so. And uh, noble effort. I'd love to see these filmmakers take a crack at something with maybe a little bit more of a budget or a producer who can restrain them in certain ways uh, to help deliver their messages. But a- as it is, this was this was sort of just a, a fun watch with friends for Halloween. But beyond that, uh, I'm not going to go back to this. If I were to go back to this, it'd be in a room with Lewayne and Mindy here, and we would just <laughs> MST3K the hell out of this thing. <laughs> so I'll just give my final rating here. I'm going to give it a two out of five grape-flavored tongue-ton toffees. It's a Harry Potter reference. Oh, I haven't watched or read That's okay. Any of That's okay. If you watch this movie, you'll get it. You'll get it. So, Mindy, go ahead. Give me your final review here. I think you may have hit it is that this movie has a really good message and a, a really solid premise, but it probably was hindered by a lack of budget. And maybe there was probably a producer going, well, this is a Halloween movie and you have this monster, you got to make it more monstery. Yeah. And so, yeah, if, if this film had been able to either push that producer aside or get some more money, they might have been able to present their message better. And I really wish they had. I'd really wish they'd gone more of like, this monster is a more of a psychological, maybe a spirit or something that like influences people so that you don't see Mm -hmm. this thing, you just see its influences. But as it is, you have this weird-ass puppet that clearly has a mouth that somebody is moving with a hand trying to be (laughs) this big threat. And it's just like, uh, you just lost all credibility in what you're trying to say. I do appreciate it, but it just failed in its execution. And especially, like, the end, too. The way it ended, I thought, was a really hit the message actually really well but again just that middle bit where it's just like oh yeah this is also a monster movie it's just like no that just does not work gold star for effort but we're gonna have to take off points for execution i'll give it a six out of ten drops of blood on your new dress that you designed 
Yeah, we'll just cover that up with a with a sequin. With the That's just fine. Put it right there. Just put it right there. You won't see it at all. Luane. Yeah, there's not a lot to say about this. I admire, I think, what they had in mind, and I just don't think they hit the mark, and I don't know if that's an issue of budget or, or whatever. I'd be curious to see what the creators of this could do with something else. I liked the primary cast, the lead, her best friend, and kind of boyfriend. I thought they worked really well together. But in the end, this is... It's not quite right in the middle, because like I said, it actually sort of surprised me a little bit. Um, so I'll give it three out of five weird contact lenses. <laughs> Very good. Honestly, Hannah, Hannah is a fool. Okay, I understand she needs to accept and embrace her trauma in order to be creative. But do you know what I would give to have a duplicate of me? Do you know how much more creative stuff I could get done if there were two of me? Oh, my God. Yeah, but you do know the second half of you is going to f- steal your girlfriend, right? Oh, we can we can we can work that out as well. Oh, okay. There you go. 